Welcome into the podcast that brings listeners directly to the intersection of sports and entertainment through the lens and incomparable style of Dick Butkus. Direct from the 312, join hosts Matt Amendola and Matt Butkus as they dive into the worlds of football, pop culture, philanthropy, and more. This is Butkus Beyond the Line. Roses are red and violets are blue. If you've got any sense, you'll keep Butkus away from you. Welcome back to Butkus Beyond the Line. Today we are joined by Kevin Butler, former Super Bowl champion kicker, playing for our Chicago Bears from 1985 to 1995, and the first kicker ever inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. But first, the huddle. 989 on two, on two, on two. Ready? Ready. On two, on two, on two. Ready? Ready. Dude, what's going on with your stars? Oh, man. Um, so yeah, so we were definitely not the best team in the series. I can't even believe we won the two games. Um, I think after the fans display of throwing beer and cans and popcorn on the goalie's head, uh, <laughs> past the second, uh, period, I, I don't know. I don't so it's a little karma coming. Yeah. I think karma was involved and, um, I don't know, man. I kind of just glad that the season's over right now, man. I don't think we deserved it. I love watching stars games. The atmosphere is insane in the American airlines center. You know, after that, that little show that the, and then I uh, didn't uh, the captain do the, the check back into the glass <laughs> or check into the ice, right? Check into the teeth. Yeah. Jamie Ben. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of out of character. I kind of didn't know what to think about it, but then, uh, yeah, I mean, so he was... came back strong the next two games. But honestly, Vegas is just better than us. They really yeah. were. Their goal. I don't know. Here. I've always liked kind of Vegas. Ever, you know, they they started the expansion and they what they went to the cup and lost. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. In both series, both sports, it's kind of it seems like it's kind of the same. You know, you have Vegas, who's the better team, and you mm-hmm. got a hot Panthers team. And then, sure. like in the NBA, you have Denver. I I think Denver honestly think is the better team. I think Denver's the better team. And then you have a hot Heat team. But like we were talking, man, it must be rocking down in Miami. Oh boy! Right, having Rutland. both teams in the finals for your city. And I think the Florida Panthers play in Miami, so it's not like you know, like Orlando and Miami. It's Miami and Miami. Actually, Miami, yeah. So, now, I'd love to uh, take a sweet road trip with you real quick for a week or two. <laughs> there you go. I mean, Something South tells Beach. me we should sneak off and put some money on the Dolphins. <laughs> At this rate. You never know, right? I mean, they got a good squad, and maybe the, the, the good luck will rub off on them a little bit. You think they can pull off both series? Oh, uh, shoot, man. When you're hot. I don't know. They're, they're really hot. I don't know. I, in game one, you know, with, with the Panthers playing, it's going to be interesting because they go to Vegas. You know, they've been off. Mm-hmm. And then the Heat's been playing. They got to go to the altitude in Denver. You've, you've always heard it. Would you like to rest or would you like to keep playing? Keeping in the group. You know what right? I mean? So I think different teams, I think different teams react different ways. I yeah. Mean, especially teams, if you're injured, the legs, especially if you're injured and you're a little bit older, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. for Denver, I'm sure all the rest that, that the big guy can get helps. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Dominant right now. What do you think about, I mean, as far as the big man in the game, I don't know if there's anyone that's even close right now, really. I, big man or little man, dude. I, you got to say that guy's. That guy could be the best in the NBA right now. And I think they've been one of the most consistent teams, the Nuggets, all year long. Yeah. I mean, they've been good since the jump. You know, if I had to put my money down, <laughs> it would be on the on the Nuggies there, buddy. Uh, the Nuggies? The Nuggies <laughs> and the Knights? Nuggies and the Knights. I think, <laughs> I, no, I don't want – I hope Miami gets some love, though. I don't know. which What sport do you think they'll – I mean – What what sport, <laughs> if I had to pick which one would win? Mm-hmm. I'd go Panthers. Panthers, yeah, I think so too. I mean, the Heat, man, that play-in game, they, they almost – they barely won, and now they're in the finals. But good – I mean, good for them. I don't I don't dislike any of those four teams, and it seems like that coach for Miami's a really Spolster. good coach. Oh, yeah. Spolster, I think – I until, I mean, I've always respected him after Pat Riley hired him. I thought he was great young. And then I kind of forgot about him for right. a year or two. Yeah. But at the same time, he seems to have a lot of poise still, and he's still making great decisions. He still has the tan? Still's got the tan. I mean, come on. He's <laughs> been there long enough. Right. But, yeah, I mean, Jimmy Butler, it's good to see a former Bull maybe win something. You know, he's. I used to watch him uh, from Chicago. I'd go up to Marquette and watch mm-hmm. him a few, few games. Yeah, he didn't. It didn't look like he played that well down the stretch, but he he steps up in times when they need him. Yeah, he is a gamer. He does put the team on his shoulders at times, and he can create when uh, yeah. off the ball. And uh, I, I mean, think, were you surprised the Lakers, Denver swept the Lakers? Uh, yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think anyone. I mean, when you get to that level in the playoffs, especially the Lakers, Showtime Lakers. <laughs> You don't expect him to lose, you know, four in a row or whatever. But <laughs> right. I, I really it didn't. I didn't really mind just because <laughs> you don't I'm like the Lakers. The, I don't mind the Lakers. That was interesting but, with them being in it. I mean, I think they finally got healthy right at the end. I mean, I like the LA teams after uh, you know growing up part in LA and sure. going to SC. I like you know the Dodgers and the Lakers after the Chicago teams. Hey, well, except the Kings. I don't know if I've ever liked the Kings because we were battling with them. Pretty good battle back when we were winning cups. I think they won the years that we didn't. So we'll see. I think they have an old king. Don't they have the old goalie? Vegas has the old Jonathan Quick, I think. And then they had our guy. They had Flurry. They, they like, take in, like, old goalies that have won it and teach their goalies, I guess. So Vegas has got to be happy. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pulling, pulling for Vegas and Denver should be a good series on both sides. Oh, I think so too. Right. Uh, Did you hear about this uh, junior Olympics? I think the uh, USA team that came back and scored 12 runs in the last inning to beat the 29 to 28. Come on. What? Yeah. They scored 12 runs. The, what are you the, nuts? What are you Remember? nuts? Um, wow! I gotta get. I gotta get this. What guy. was that like? Junior baseball, yeah. So like younger guys under twenty or something like that. 
yeah it was here we go wow it was like uh yeah because i know we're in the hockey team usa erases 11 run deficit to win the gold wow in the cup qualifiers they won 29 to 28 so it was like over venezuela so it was like 28 17 in the bottom of the ninth and we came back two outs uh come on I swear, bro. 11, 12 run, 11 runs, 12 runs with two outs. I'm telling you, man. That's got to be a feat. Miracles do happen, brother. Wow. Yeah. That reminds me of, what does that remind me of? That reminds me of the, I don't know, if I'll, I'll show that I, I do am well-rounded. I think uh, Oracle in the, in the World's Cup in sailing, I think we were, I only know that because of, you know, every relationship with Larry Ellison of Oracle, but they were down, I don't know, the scoring eight to one or something like that, needed to win like every race after day one or two, and they did it. So I, that's what comes to mind when, when you're talking 12 runs in the bottom of the ninth or two outs. Oh, yeah, that's insane, brother. That and Buster Douglas. Yeah, it says right. Larry Ellison's Oracle team finished oh. off the greatest comeback of sports oh. history the afternoon, winning the 19th and final race of the best of 17 regatta to defend America's Cup. They didn't beat Argentina, did they? It, I, I, well, no, come on. They were docked. They don't point. sail in Argentina. No, dude. Well, they might. Who knows? Man. Who'd they beat? 34 year old Australian international crews. Twice rallied back from seven point deficits. <laughs> so is Australia. With incredible speed, it reeled in Kiwis and zigzagging toward the Golden Gate Bridge and mm-hmm. onward through the third leg. Well, this is just going through the, the final or through the last zigzags. You know that. <laughs> A lot of zigzags in San Francisco, I'm sure. Hey, Nashbury. It's where the Grateful Dead started. Yep. Speaking about the dead, I went to the two dead shows in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago. Nice. <laughs> That's interesting. That's always an interesting trip. Aren't you going to New York here soon? Going to New York and Chicago. They're in Wrigley. I'm going with my brother. That's awesome, man. My brother's a big, you know, he's a big proponent of the dead, and I like their music. So we're going to see him. San Francisco, New York. L.A. and Chicago. Oh, wow. I've already started the concert matrix. Oh, you know boy. that. I've been to like 10. I know that. I get that comes right after the football matrix when the NFL <laughs> yep. comes. They, they run in unison. Yep. So, all righty, man. Let's go see what Budhead has to say. That should be interesting. We'll do it. Right? All righty. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients come to rely on them for a full line of website services, from consulting and strategy to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They're also the official website and digital marketing provider for the Budkus Award and the Budkus Foundation websites. And we proudly recommend the team to AmericanEagle.com. 
GiveAmericanEagle.com a call today, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. Welcome back. We are joined today by a former Super Bowl champion kicker playing for our Chicago Bears from 1985 to 1995. He was the first kicker ever inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, and he's ranked on the 100 greatest Bears of all time. Kevin Butler, welcome to the show. Where are you living and what are you doing these days? I'm in uh, Atlanta. I'm all in right. Duluth, Duluth uh, and um, just working and being a grandpa and doing, uh, you know, I still do the football for Georgia and uh, just staying busy. Yeah. Speaking about Georgia, man, what's, I was talking to, to Matt Amendola, my co-host and uh, man, what's in the water down there these days? I, I've been down there. I miss, I think I'm, I've been down there a couple. I missed you. I missed you the last year, but I saw you, I guess the last time we saw each other was probably Pasadena. Right. When we came out. Yeah. So yeah, I've been just, you know, hell, these kids, man, they're. How many kids do you have? I have three, but I have four grandkids. So Scarlett's my oldest at 35, Drew's 34 and Savannah's 31. So they, um, all are married. My oldest daughter has a boy. Drew has three girls, and my youngest daughter just got married um, almost a year ago. Are they all still local? Yeah, they're all right here in Atlanta. Wow. Uh, Drew does. Uh, Drew's doing uh, a lot of work in the NIL business, but he also does radio here in Atlanta. I don't know. Stake Shapiro's a a guy that's been in the radio business. I think they started. 680 the fan and then they have um 790 the zone or something like that out yeah but they say busy speaking so, of nil what's your whole view on that <laughs> oh these fucking people don't know how to pay people above the table that's their problem <laughs> right exactly. under the table for so long you know yeah uh, you know it, it's i think it'll it'll play itself out i mean you know a lot of people are making money right now i think people that given all this money at the end of the day they like their money and they're going to see these kids running off with their money mm-hmm. that, yeah that number go down you think a lot of these kids are going to do like kind of one and out kind of one and done i mean it's already started some of these kids will go there for one year take the money and then transfer out somewhere else <laughs> where they, they want to go yeah and i think you know you're going to start seeing these guys get a little bit more smarter on how they're signing these kids up and um you know these kids start leaving some of these guys are going to come back after their money um you know the university getting involved in it is the biggest mistake I agree. And then Saban saying, you know, they should unionize. <laughs> Fucking kids don't even know what a W9 or W2. <laughs> I mean, they don't even know how to register. In 1099, they know nothing. Right. They don't know about taxes. Somebody's going to go to jail. College football players going to go to jail for tax evasion. Right. Um, <laughs> and it's n- n- no other reason just because he doesn't understand. Right. What did uh Manning, right? Manning's son got five million or six million. Is that yeah? Is that right, Matt? Oh yeah, he's at three point one. Total, he got like eight point two with and he has any different I, deals. He's like the num one of the number one football players to get nil. And he hasn't played it down yet. You're, yeah, you, you go into yeah. Texas, and what does that starting quarterback think? Um, <laughs> well, shit, he'll probably leave. We got, we got 
four or five star quarterbacks on our roster. And yeah. we just signed the number, we just got the number one commitment, the five star quarterback. Wow. They'll be they'll be bolting here soon. They'll be leaving. Some will. How do you uh, think uh Stetson Bennett's career might go? What he got drafted by the Rams? Yeah, I think he'll be great. Shit, he's a great quarterback. I, you know. Yeah. He just stays. I mean, people, everybody doubts him. I've I've watched him for yeah. four years. He only got better and better. Yeah, what a competitor. I mean, especially, I mean, Matt and I got a chance to go to Athens the last two seasons. And not only that, we've been kind of following the Budkus Award through these collegiate towns yeah. as the football season go. And I'll say this with no nothing at all. We had one one of the best times in, <laughs> in Athens, but two, they treated us as well, actually better than any other school. So we love going out. Yeah. We're yeah. big in between the hedges. We love that. So keep well, it Billy, up. Y'all let me know when you get back down here. It's uh we don't have a crazy good schedule this year, but we'll um we got South Carolina, old miss. We go up to Tennessee. I mean, that's eleventh game of the year. That'll be huge. Yeah. But you know, it's just really this our best offensive line we've had is this coming year. Wow. I'm sure you'll have our our watch list isn't out yet, but I'm sure you have a you'll yeah, have a good linebacker, so. right? Yeah, um, Mondo. Um, who else is back there? Um, yeah, there's there's quite a few of them. So they got a good group of kids. So they're working them hard, and he's developed them. So yeah, we got the, the pleasure of meeting uh, Kirby and some of the staff, and that was great. Yeah, really yeah. Was I wouldn't. I would think the um, the defensive coordinator. He'll probably. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get hired by Philadelphia next year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was. That is. When you bring that up, I you know I try to keep in touch and keep up friendships with our winners. So I'm always yeah. texting to Kobe and, you know, his that whole draft day thing and everything like that. And I'm like. God works in mysterious ways, man. And look, you ended up, you ended up on the a Super Bowl team, and then I think the Bears signed some, you know, a couple of their or linebackers away from them, and now you're going to play with half your team. I'm like, I know. I'm going to call you the Philadelphia Bulldogs now. <laughs> and he started laughing, and then Roquan, that was unfortunate. He, you know, he had to leave the Bears, but I'm pretty close with him actually going to have him on probably the next podcast. So I tell you, he's, I think he's in a, you know, I hate to see him leave the bears, but I think he's in a great place in Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, that's yep. kind of his kind of defense and you know, you know, it as good as anybody, you know, the defenses are kind of what George is doing right now to stop Bama and these other teams. And that's fast ass linebackers that can cover. Yeah. Right. Number one, they got to tackle and they're going to, Fill the gaps, but they're going to scrape and they're going to scrape and drop. Yep. Uh, yep. It's the only way you stop these little scat backs coming underneath. <laughs> Evan, I have to ask I mean, being a Super Bowl champion and multiple Pro Bowls, uh, what's your favorite uh, NFL moment? Or what was the something that you look back and you can kind of sums everything up for you? Well, I mean, you know, just the teammates. I mean, you know, going back to the friendships that I still have and, you know, everything that we're, we experienced you know everything kind of takes a different shape as you get older you know I, I swear I was thinking about it before I came on with Matt and you today you know my rookie year 
Matt's father and Jim Hart did the radio. And okay. um, hell, I'd get done. I'd run back to that fourth bus and they'd be sitting back in the back. And I just thought that was the coolest thing because they'd talk about our game for maybe a minute or two. And then they'd start telling stories from when they were playing. And, you know, that kind of atmosphere doesn't go around anymore. It just, it just doesn't, you know, to be able to, to be at the Bears and um, have the relationships with, with Dick and, and Gail. And, you know, and you talk about the guys, Doug Buffon, you talk about Bobby Douglas, just the guys yeah. that, you know, you, you grew up watching and then you were carrying on their, their kind of their heritage. Um, that's pretty cool. You know, you look back at that stuff now. I mean, I got to do so many things, meet so many different people, but, um, you know, things that happened on the field, going out to that San Francisco game, that was the biggest game I ever played in up at that point in my career. You know, first year, maybe sixth, seventh game. And uh, the Bears had been beat pretty bad by them in the championship game the year before and went out there, had a great game. And, um, you know, it was part of the win. And that that, that kind of seals you at that point. Yeah, I was when I was driving in, I was I was thinking, thinking back as well, because I was, you know, the ball boy a lot there. I don't know if you remember. I'd hang out with you and Maury and. And Tom Zach and I think it was Telchik. Yeah. John Telchik. John Telchik. Who Remember? Went on, he went on to Philadelphia. Yep. Yep. And then I was like, you know, the difference is, you know, sometimes I was talking to Matt before the before going on air too, how sometimes, you know, it's like the kicker, you always get that, you know, nobody talks to him and he can win the game or lose the game for you. And I read somewhere that you know kicking is like 33 percent of the game right and if you, you know you run a business 33 percent of your company you know that's big so it reminds me of like when robbie was asking for a little bit more money here in chicago and we didn't give it to him and stuff like that but back to my point it seemed like you were very involved with your other teammates more than a, kick, a normal I, you know, kicker would be. Yeah, no, I, I you know, I, I was not a normal kicker. I mean, <laughs> the, the thing about, you know, my, my career was, you know, kicking was just another position at the time when probably nobody kicked. You know, nobody <laughs> wanted to do that. Not that um, they didn't want to, but they couldn't. You know, my background was I played two sports growing up, and that was soccer and football. And I played football positions. I was – you know, coming out of high school, I was all state high, um, defensive back kicker. That's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, I, when I was at Georgia, it was very hard for me just to be a kicker the first year. And and, and Dooley would get mad at me because I'd, I'd go get in line with the receivers and I'd go <laughs> play quarterback for the defensive backs. And, you know, he says, you can't do that. And I'm like, you know, I've got to do something. I can't just I can't stand just around. I, I just never stood around. In fact, I never came off the field. So, um, you know, that was just kind of mentality I took, you know, kicking, you can only do it so much and, and practice and save your leg. But, you know, I was all state in soccer. I played internationally in soccer. I played soccer up until probably the summer of my sophomore year until Georgia found out. And when Georgia found out, they made me quit. Um, I didn't realize that was in my scholarship, but, uh, 
um, you know, that was that was tough. So I, I always just appreciated what the guys did, and I think they all knew that. I mean, I'd go get in line with the offensive lineman, Van Horn. He'd look at me, you coming over our line today? <laughs> Anytime I can give you an extra guy in there to breathe a little bit. And that's just doing the drills, not certainly not getting there and getting the, the crap knocked out of me. But, uh, <laughs> right. Van Horn's been on we, the show. Yeah, before. we had Van Horn on. He's been great. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, and I, I was the deep, I was Dave McGinnis's quarterback for the defensive linebackers. And, you know, I remember them bitching at me going, well, you throwing it too hard. And I go, <laughs> if you can't catch it from a kicker, you ain't going to catch shit. You know, right. it's like, you gotta, you gotta catch it. So, um, it was fun. How was uh, your relationship with Ditka? Fabulous. I mean, it really was. <laughs> yeah. As I look back on it, it was it stressful? Yeah. Um, he respected me, though. And yeah. I think that's where we got through the tough times. Because <laughs> if he didn't respect you, he would have gotten rid of you in a heartbeat. And if you didn't respect yourself, right. I think that was more of it. You know, people go, was he tough? Yeah, he was tough. Um, all my coaches were tough. I yeah. mean, you know, if I, you know, Vince Dooley, you know, Steve Shankwaller, my high school coach was tough. Um, Vince Dooley was tough. Uh, Mike Dicka was tough. Dave Wanstat was a buffoon. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's kind of how the career went. And um, I responded to that. Um, I, I liked the challenge that they, they would, you know, expect from me. And I expected it from myself too. Sure. I expected you know, to get as close to perfection as I could. And I was a long way away, but I was always trying. Yeah. Did you um, grow up wanting to go to Georgia or how did that whole recruiting process work? Yeah, it was funny. You know, when I, when I was being recruited, the top schools that were recruiting me were um, Duke, Penn State, Georgia, and Auburn. And um, going into my senior year, Duke was offering me scholarship in football and soccer. Penn State was going to let me do both of those. Um, Georgia didn't have a soccer program and neither did Auburn. Uh, but that football was big and they were recruiting me pretty good. Last play in my first game, my senior year, I was playing quarterback. I had kicked a 50 and a 52-yard field goal. I ran a punt back. Oh, that's I awesome. Threw for 200 and I think 13 yards. I ran for about 57. Last play of the game, a little fellow named Harris Barton fell on my knee and I was done for the year. And, um, you know, Harris was a great guy, went on, played many Super Bowls for the 49ers. Yep. But, uh, he was big. And he, when he <laughs> fell on my leg, it, it, it went inside. And I went into a hip cast for six weeks. Wow. wow. And, um, Everybody virtually dropped off. Auburn, they started talking to me about punting. Duke and Penn State kind of backed off at that point. Um, Georgia came to me and told me that if I got better and I enrolled and went to spring practice and proved myself I was healthy, they'd still honor my scholarship. And that's really what did it. Um, I graduated early from high school back then, uh, enrolled in spring. My dad took a loan out. We enrolled in, in college and I went through spring practice and um, I was probably stronger than I'd ever been, worked twice as hard to get there. Then I had the capability to work out at, you know, at the university level where their, you know, all of their techniques and everything for sure. rehab were certainly better than any place I was going. So all of that played in and Georgia honored the scholarship. And so at that point, the rest was history. It was a, it was a good fit. Uh, Rex Robinson was a 
exiting senior, been an All-American for two or three years. And there was a good legacy of kickers at Georgia. Um, I think uh, prior to me, three kickers had kicked for 12 years. So I was going to be the fourth wow. kicker that could go for another four years. And that's what I did. Nice. Now, do you still follow the Bears? Yeah, I do. I yep. do. I, I, you yep. know, uh, I, I just don't get to get up there as much because of uh, I've been doing the radio for the Bulldogs for the last 15 years. Wow. So I do. I do all the pregame and postgame. Um, I do the Sunday. We have a big Sunday live show every Sunday, and that kind of knocks me out unless the Bears are playing that 430 slot or even a Sunday night or Monday night game. I, I really try to make it up there um, kind of in that December time when right. uh, college is stopping right now. But who knows what college is turning into? I mean, I think they're trying to mirror the NFL and just keep playing every damn weekend. So. <laughs> Um, more games yeah, yeah more games more money um but i do i do follow them um you know people look down oh you're a falcons fan i go no <laughs> i like falcons uh right. um i am a bear you know I, I the cardinals um back then i always say you know players went to air that's where players went to die back then so um yeah. much nicer getting cut in arizona than chicago in december i can tell you that much oh i can imagine <laughs> that yeah so uh um, yeah, it was, it was fun, but that, that's my team, you know, whether they, uh, whether they want to say I'm the, I'm, I'm one of their players. I, I consider myself a bear, even yeah. though I didn't get to retire a bear. How was your transition out of the game? As far as, did you run into any different challenges that you kind of weren't expecting or how was your transition outside the game? That's a good question, Matt. I think the transition is kind of a two part, you know, there's that first part when you think you can still do it and get and get hooked back on and um and then there's the the second part that's the longest lasting and it's the reality of it's over and you 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 go with it from there you know when i got let go from the bears it was you know i think probably all players will say it but i can honestly say it was for all the wrong reasons um it was personality with the the head coach did not want any more 85 bears around you know i was i think i'd gone two years prior to that missing what two or field goals uh we, we didn't try as much but I was at the top of my game at that point um you know they they, they let me go for a kicker that was uh I think it was one for four in preseason I was four for four and I was told by insider sources back in that April that I was going to be let go um they were in the meeting when Wanstat said it and it held true but the way he did it. He was just sitting there lying to you every day when I'm in there asking for a release, uh, saying I'm going to be their kicker. And I knew I wasn't, which was fine. We had 11 great years, mm -hmm. uh, but there was other opportunities out there. And I got, I got kind of boxed out of those opportunities because they kept me to the end. Wow. And, um, Jimmy Johnson got to trade his kicker away to the team that we played our last preseason who was looking for a kicker. Oh, man. And at the same time, Dave did not let me kick in that game. So it was not how you wish you could be cut, though. You, we're all going to be cut. That's unfortunate, um, man. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was just, you know, um, you know, a, a, a coach that, you know, I don't think knew, still doesn't know how to uh, be a leader as much as he certainly knew how to be a defensive coordinator. Um, great record of that. But I think his, his head coaching record speaks for itself. <laughs> Well, 
we're gonna have to we're gonna let you go and uh you're gonna have to come on again buddy i'd love to i know we can talk some uh georgia football when it comes up and yep. we can, uh, we'll uh probably yeah there. i'll definitely hit you up yeah, i'll be up there i'm hosting uh the ace hardware um they have a big tournament up at medina for their suppliers and um they raise um all the money for the children's hospital there and awesome i'll be up there late june we're going to be doing that and it's uh um, just a great, great day. We've already raised 1.7 million, nice. um, and we haven't even had the tournament yet. So it's going <laughs> to be a great time. And um, so I look forward to getting back to Chicago. Love the fans there, and uh, appreciate you guys uh, talking to me. You got it, buddy. Go That's dogs. Right. Take care, guys. No. Go Bears. Go, Go Bears. Bears. All right. You got it. Thanks. Thanks. Bye bye. Thank you to Kevin Butler for joining us on the show today. And thank you to my co-host, Matt Budkiss. Follow us on our social channels listed in the show description and budkissaward.com for updates on this podcast. If you're interested in purchasing 51 merchandise, please go to dickbudkiss.com. Be sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. This podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I'm Matt Amendola, and we'll check you on the next one. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients have come to rely on them for a full line of website services from design and development to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is a technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They work with clients in nearly every industry. They also are the official website and digital marketing provider for the Butchkiss Award, and Butkus Foundation websites, and we proudly recommend the team at AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. That's AmericanEagle.com, 1-877-WEB-NOW-1.